0: The Creative Exchange podcast is all about celebrating the artistic process on Cape Cod and connecting creatives. That's right, Julie. And as part of that,
1: we'd like to invite you to a Creative Exchange live event here at the Cultural Center of Cape
0: Cod in South Yarmouth. On May 30th, 2019, at 5.30, Amy and I are bringing back some of this season's guests for a live panel discussion. Come connect with other listeners, meet podcast guests, and celebrate the arts community. Mark your calendars and visit artsfoundation.org slash creative exchange for details
1: and updates. See you there. See you there.
0: This podcast has been underwritten by Cape Cod Healthcare because investing in the arts creates a healthier community.
2: Welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast, a series of elevated conversations with Cape Cod creatives. This project is a collaboration between the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod and Provincetown Community Television. Recorded at the Night Owl Recording Studio at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth, it is an ode to the artistic process and its unique manifestation here on Cape Cod, seeking to reveal the successes, challenges, and experiences of local artists. Above all, it is a reminder that arts matter in our community. Welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast.
1: I'm Amy
0: Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television.
2: And I'm Julie
0: Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. Continuing our exploration of the process, on this episode, we're talking with Sarah Moran, a board-certified art therapist and psychotherapist about the process of healing through the arts.
1: And Sarah has a master's degree in art therapy from Pratt Institute. She utilizes art making in the creative process to assist individuals in areas like self-expression, emotional regulation, and processing trauma. Sarah's background is in mental health diagnosis, substance abuse, and addiction. Trauma, Domestic Violence, and Emotional Disturbances. She has over 13 years experience in the field and now owns her own practice, Cape Cod Art Therapy in Eastham. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having me. So
0: there's a lot to learn today. Um, I'm really excited for Sarah to be here. I have so many questions. But um, Amy, what do you what do you want to learn today for the discussion?
1: Well, what I'd like to learn is from the artist's perspective, if there are some techniques that you could share to make the art making process maybe a little bit healthier for an artist. Sometimes it's a, a, an emotional roller coaster um, going through the process of creating. So if there's uh, something that we can use to make our process a little bit healthier for us.
0: And. You know what I want to learn is you know this is a still relatively new um, form of therapy, right? We know it's it's been around for a long time, um, but it's still relatively new in comparison to other therapies. And I am curious about how to approach going into art therapy without being intimidated. You know, I have a background in art, but the thought of going in and having to create and have somebody, you know, look at my, my drawings and, um, and analyze them um, is kind of intimidating. And, you know, how do you respond to people who say, I'm not artistic, this isn't for me. So I think, um, you know, but what we should start with is give us a brief overview of what is art therapy and what isn't art therapy, Sarah?
3: Sure. Um, so it's a big question. Um, I guess I would start by saying, you know, simply put, it's a bridge. It's a bridge of art and psychology. Um, I approach it, or my training, my background, is very much about the process of making art as being therapeutic versus the product. Uh, So I think that can be a misconception that the art therapist will sit and analyze your artwork um, versus really we're trying to help you find meaning in your artwork. I also like to think of it um, as play I feel like it correlates really nicely with play therapy, and some of my training is based in play therapy. So I encourage artists that come to me to think about it more like that, like we're exploring, we're playing, we're experimenting. Um, and then that can go into, like, connecting with the inner child and that kind of work.
0: So tell me a little bit, what would a typical session look like? How how would someone begin the art therapy process?
3: So a typical session, uh, it's – it's hard. It's almost sometimes hard for me to describe a typical session because I think there is something that is like very organic in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this idea of it being I feel like it's a, a divergent thought process. Right. So it goes in different directions. But. Um, But typically, if someone's going to come in, we're going to talk, we might talk. I mean, sometimes I'm talking, we're doing talk therapy for a while before the comfort or before something moves into the space of the creative arena or making art. Um, But maybe I'm talking to someone and I'm noticing that there's a theme developing and then we take that theme and then we move into the art making uh, process and explore that theme. And then as an art therapist, I'm utilizing art materials. So there's a whole piece of art therapy where the art material is an important part of the process and what I'm trying to facilitate, uh, like the emotion that I'm trying to facilitate or get to uh, through use of the art material. And then the, I feel like the most important component is the after, the processing of the artwork after the creation. Um, so it becomes like the cycle. You can almost feel mm-hmm. how, and then and then it's a very contained kind of cycle or contained process. Um, but the the processing piece is really where someone's getting insight into what they created. So that's where the bridge is coming, right? The bridge between unconscious and conscious, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I didn't expect you to say that you, um, the material, the specific material, would be important. I guess I was thinking um, that it would be the choice of the patient. Yes. So so you facilitate what they're using after d- discussing. Things with them—that's
3: a good question. I, it will vary. It will vary. I think there is something about um, some people. I might whatever they naturally gravitate towards. I think that's very telling. Um, but then someone who doesn't have experience in art, then I might help or encourage in a certain direction. And you can think about materials as being fluid or more structured, right? So people who gravitate towards a pencil and an eraser versus something like a watercolor, less control, very fluid. Um, So you can already feel how materials in themselves have an energy and then how we play with either balancing the energy, meeting someone where they are with the material of choice, but also then playing with creating balance through the use of material.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Hmm. What What materials, Amy, would you pick? (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I don't know what's available if you give me Everything. a box of art supplies.
1: Um, I would probably go more toward um more toward like watercolor because when I'm yeah. drawing in my own work, uh, primarily I do photography, but I tend to do like pen drawings that are a little sketchy but kind of kind of tight too. So I think if I I would want to take myself out of that normal mm. process of making art and try something that I don't usually use. Yeah. But maybe I'd be way overthinking. I don't know. How do I don't you get?
0: Know. And that's a good point because how do you get someone out of their heads? Because I'm in my head right now, going, "Oh my God, I would pick a pencil and an eraser because that's my training." Mm-hmm. But then I love watercolors, and I love, but I feel like I have deep control over watercolors. Okay. So it's like, how do you get somebody out of their head? Mm-hmm.
3: I think there's. As an art therapist, I identify as being like deeply intuitive. And I think that's a piece that I really identify strongly with as an art therapist versus a traditional psychotherapist. And not, I mean, that's a little bit of a generalization. Um, but I think that there is, and I, I would say the idea of play, mm-hmm. right? But that there's this intuitive experience, and I'm sharing space with you. And in essence, we're playing. Um, so I like to hope or think that uh, through that, um, I can get people out of their head a little bit, you know, through play, through yeah. just kind of having fun or whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, but that's, it's a process. Sometimes it takes people a while to gain that sense of comfort, to go a little deeper, to kind of peel back layers. I like that idea too, that through the art making, you know, if you, if you have four sheets of paper, right, sometimes the first piece is like very structured. The next piece, right, you, you, get under that a little bit you delve a little deeper next piece of paper right then you start to feel like someone's peeling back to an essence um or what's underneath Mm. all that
0: Mm. does that answer the question yeah that's really like and then and then what you know and then you know so you're kind of peeling back your layers and trying to get to the source of of the challenge or the pain, maybe. the point of pain or
3: maybe or maybe it's the light. Maybe it's the, oh, the soul, light.
1: Oh, <laughs> the light. essence, you
3: know? <laughs> like the self, right? Capital mm-hmm. S self, like right. the, the true, the true self. What's under there?
1: Uh, do you find that people bring um, besides the, the issue that they want to talk to you about? Um, gym and art seem to be like the places in elementary school mm-hmm. where people have a difficult time. Yes. And so do you find it's hard to get people to get over that like um and Julie had we were, Julie and I were talking about this like well I don't I haven't done that since I was a kid or I didn't have a good experience with with art does that ever get in the way or do they just dive in once they're ready to go
3: mm-hmm. Um it does it can get in the way um but get in the way I think again coming back to this idea of the process. And then that there's information in that, right? So I would explore that. Like in that resistance, there's a lot of information happening. And this is all happening within the safe space where I'm there and I'm, you know, with them. So we're exploring that, just that information that that experience is providing. Um, I think what's really cool to think about is, I find that people, once they let go of that and they start to go into making art, the associations that come up, um maybe like something like a story around watching a grandmother or a mother make art, um, which is really beautiful, like I love when these little stories unfold about early connections with what art was to them mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything and and I would also say that it looks different in different settings. So in my private practice work, I find that the people that are coming to see me are naturally gravitating towards their interest in art therapy. They're connected to their creative self or they feel like there's something there. That's, they're being drawn to it. Versus when I've worked in agencies where people are placed with me, right, and they have to do art therapy on some <laughs> level. <laughs> but that's like a totally different process what that's going to look like. I bet. And then I'm yeah. playing with resistance and it's, a, it's just a different
0: process. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. We were both uh, also talking and um, Julie was saying, I would rather talk.
0: And I was thinking, like,
1: <laughs> I would be like, "Where's where are the art supplies? And I wouldn't speak. I would just draw. So do, do you have people that come in and they're like, just give me the clay?
3: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think <laughs> another important piece to say is... Um, As an art therapist, I'm trained in talk therapy. And sometimes, and I find that the way I approach talk therapy is creative. You know, we're using visualization, which I think all falls under this idea of art or the creative Mm -hmm. process, right? Utilizing images, symbols, visuals, dream work. I mean, dream work is a huge, uh, very similar to the creative process once you start getting into your dreams. Um, So I think even in the way I approach verbal therapy or if someone wants to talk, there's going to be a creative spin. And this idea of, I'll go back to this idea of like divergent thinking, right? Many solutions versus you know, mental health these days. It's very convergent. Like there's one solution, you know, you bill an insurance company. So I think art therapy has this way of working outwards or outward energy.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the Arts Foundation, we see um, just an emergence of, um, nonprofit organizations in the health and human service sector uh, incorporating more arts Mm -hmm. into their programming. And I mean, that's the, the stuff that's like magic for us when we read about creating access for you know, to the arts for self-expression through um, for women in um, shelter or women um, who have been abused or kids who are, um, you know, making, you know, poor poor choices and they're in a new a new program uh, for alternative choices. So it's stuff like that that we're really seeing more and more of. But it's really frustrating to hear, you know, things get cut. Right. And, and so it's I'd love your perspective on that, because Mm -hmm. um, we do see it cut more and more. But we the three of us know how important, you know, art and um, art therapy and uh, the healing through art is is really critical, especially right now, right? Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, it's challenge. (laughs) It's (laughs) one that I continue to butt up against. Um, But I like to think about it this play as um, I mean, that resistance to structure, right? Really, what we're talking about is something bigger, like, this big structure system. And really art, I mean, as artists, that's we play with that, right? We play with how to push back against that or to find freedom within that. Um, so I think that's how I that's how I tend to think about it, which is helpful for me mm-hmm. to frame it in that way, right? That how can I be, okay, so if I'm given this limitation, how can I even dig deeper, be more creative in how I can approach this? I mean, that's, yeah, I feel like you, you too keep your peace of mind. You gotta just keep being creative,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It must be an incredible um, emotional experience to see someone who um, maybe has been through uh, some trauma where they they have such a structured Mm -hmm. life and and they don't have freedom Mm -hmm. to have that moment of being able to express themselves with no limitations. Um, so how, how do you keep yourself healthy, I guess, would be my question. <laughs>
3: yes. I th- As I was kind of preparing today, I was thinking about my creative process. But that's how I keep myself. That's what my art is for me. It's like a way to process information or a way to put pieces together, um, a bridge of unconscious and conscious but i feel like that's an important piece of me staying healthy or managing the energy that i take in right that i take in a lot of energy i'm containing a lot of energy moving a lot of energy so then what do i do with that um and i feel like that piece is creating or playing i mean i mm-hmm. think that translates my creative process is play or, or i play you know i surf or i go for walks on the beach all these things that help me stay young mm-hmm. playful
0: yeah <laughs> connected right yeah um through the process of of art therapy have you had moments of you know when you're working with somebody with an artist or a non-artist um where you're like wow we just uncovered like a major revelation what's that like and yeah you know how do you help that person through
3: yeah i think there can be these moments um You know, we think about art and art therapy, or I would frame it as an extension of self or an extension of a moment. And there's this moment sometimes when people create something and you're looking at it, right? And you can't put it to words. You just created something and it's like part of you. It's an extension of you. Um, And it's powerful. And I think when that does happen as an art therapist... um, you know, I'm like bearing witness. I think that's an important piece, you know, that not not having to feel like I need to fix anything, step in, do, right? I'm just, I'm there and I'm bearing witness. It's like I'm listening through my eyes or just, just holding it. Um, and I think that's a, that concept is hard to articulate, what that means to hold space, right? We kind of hear it a lot. Um, I just think it's a, something I have just kind of integrated or figured out mm-hmm. through experience. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's that's what I would say. It's the idea of bearing witness.
0: And what is the feedback that you get from your clients at the end of that? Like, what do you what do they tend to say or respond to versus your more like verbal um, client?
3: Yeah, I think the the difference. Yeah, so the difference in that moment in verbal therapy versus art therapy, I think it's like more. It's indescribable mm-hmm. in a way. It's nonverbal. Um, and to me, I think it's touching upon something more soul based, um, something nonverbal, preverbal, right? Sometimes we're getting into stuff that's preverbal, like that's early, early stuff, like infant stuff.
0: Um, Give me an example of that. I, I don't understand, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> what, what do you mean? So think about, like, really. Like, I remember being in the womb. <laughs> no. Well,
3: could be our if you think about our first language right like I mean before we're talking we're forming relationship we're bonding we're connecting I don't know all these things that are pre-verbal and in essence when we go back to creating art or we go back we come into those spaces where we can enter like a pre-verbal state um, I don't know I know it's hard to like conceptualize or describe and it's um, Can you give an example? <laughs> Can I give an example? Let me think.
0: You don't have to mention a name.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me think of it, If I could think of an example. Um, I feel like it'd be hard to articulate. I mean, I think sometimes people go into states, right, that are nonverbal, um, preverbal, very young, regressed. I could say, I mean, I could speak to like this idea of regression. Sometimes we utilize art materials to go back to a certain place. Mm -hmm. Um, So a regressive material would be like a finger paint. And I mean, the concept of making a mess, right, that's that's young stuff too. And how do people in your life respond to you making a mess? Were you allowed? This kind of goes back to what you're saying. Were you allowed to make a mess? Well, this is a space where you can. You can make a mess and I will help you clean it up. Or I will clean it up. Some people, I will clean up your mess. If I feel like that's too much for you, then... I can do that. I can handle that.
1: So it really, it just is it's having that free sort of space where where you can do what you need to do.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. And a contained space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I mean, I don't want to use probably safe space that's used mm-hmm. a lot, but but it really sounds like it truly is a place that is safe for you where you're sort of uh, maybe guided through what you need to mm-hmm. touch parts of your Yourself that you don't maybe even know are in trouble or mm-hmm. are present. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I do feel like there's a little bit of this idea that you're you're going you're going somewhere else. You're going a little bit on a journey, but in, in a safe way. I'm a guide, right? I'm a guide mm-hmm. on this journey. I'm taking you somewhere. And
0: so, if I'm an artist and I come into you and say I'm stuck, like what what is the pro- like what would you say to me? Like what? How do we begin? Would you use art? Is it You know, what are, what's kind of the therapeutic process of getting an artist over kind of a hump or a, uh, what is it, a creative block? Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, I think I would approach that aside from, I'd probably approach that more as a therapist versus an art therapist, um, kind of getting to what that what that means or what, mm-hmm. what why is the energy stuck or where is it stuck and what's going on. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we could use art in a way to free some things up and maybe I would invite more of an environment of play. Um, but I do, I like, generally, I'm, I see some artists, but I don't see, like, a ton of, yeah. in my practice, I'm not really seeing a ton of people yeah. with, you know, formal training in art. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. So... My initial question, um, are there things that artists can um, be aware of as they're creating, uh, if they are blocked, you know, do you grab a material that you don't usually use yeah. and work through that? What, what kind of advice would you give uh, somebody who's, who's making art um, to move through some of those issues that we have as creative people?
3: Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I would invite an environment of play, like loosening things up and inviting more flexibility. I think it would depend too. I'd probably get a like a pretty thorough background of the person and the the kind of art they make, mm-hmm. right? Some kind of context to understand and what their relation is, their relationship is with making art, or because mm-hmm. um, it really varies. So I think I would, you know, it would all be within a context, and it would probably differ, kind of depending on the person.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like openness is being open with yourself and not being scared. That- hmm. What as far as the artist piece? Yeah. Like- as far as yeah, the artist piece of, or just in in life, I suppose. Right. Like yeah. you don't want to live in fear. And totally. Thing, yeah.
3: Or inviting, like inviting the abstract, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for some people, it's very hard to think abstractly or think outside the box. And, and I think that can go back to it is a little bit of a freedom or luxury, right, mm-hmm. to have space to think in that way, especially if you're in survival mode or you've grown up in an environment where you're in survival. Um, and I respect that. So mm-hmm. we have to peel that back very slowly to invite this flexibility or openness or starting to think abstractly.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I just have one last question about, and and I'm actually also, Amy, going back to my original question, which was, um, you know, how do you respond to someone who might be contemplating art therapy versus traditional and they feel like, well, I'm not artistic? How do you um, invite that in? Like, no, you know, why are arts important? Okay,
3: why are arts important? I think that. I think they invite a space of flexibility, right? We we can look at things in different ways. They open up our perspective. The idea of using art therapy, the space, as a counter to the energy in the air and in the big, right, and how we can play with that, um, you know, counter that sense of rigidity or structure or... Um, the system, um, and having space to play with countering that energy, opening things up. I mean, I guess it's really about like empowerment too, right? Have helping someone feel empowered, have choice, uh, yeah. And then, and then carrying that over to their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. Amy, do you have any other questions? Um, I guess
1: my other question would be about um, your space that's available mm-hmm. um, for people. So it's sort of an open studio situation. Is that accurate or?
3: Oh, I have a group that I do well. So my my space is an office studio space, which is really cool because it's hard to find as an art therapist to find those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so my space in general where I see clients is a an art uh, studio office space, but I also have a um, open art studio, which is a community-based, um, and people can come in, and the open art studio is a model of art therapy where it's people come in and make art in a community atmosphere, and the mm-hmm. art therapist is there to kind of hold the space and move energy, and um, so – so that yeah. might
1: be a good introduction exactly. for someone. It's a I great mean, introduction. Yeah, I, I imagine you won't. You don't go too far mm-hmm. in in a situation like that, but just to see to see if you it's something you would enjoy mm-hmm. and meet other other people. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, thank you again for coming thank you. and thank you for listening. And our, today's guest has been Sarah Moran, board certified art therapist and owner of Cape Cod Art Therapy. For this episode of The Creative Exchange, I'm Amy Davies, Executive
0: Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. Until next time, arts matter. Support for The Creative Exchange Podcast is made possible by Delbrook
1: JKS.
0: The Creative Exchange Podcast is all about celebrating the artistic process on Cape Cod and connecting creatives. That's right, Julie, and as
1: part of that... We'd like to invite you to a Creative Exchange live event here at the Cultural
0: Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth. On May 30th, 2019, at 530, Amy and I are bringing back some of this season's guests for a live panel discussion. Come connect with other listeners, meet podcast guests, and celebrate the arts community. Mark your calendars and visit artsfoundation.org slash creative exchange for
2: details and updates. See you there. See you there. Music for the Creative Exchange Podcast is the work of Jordan Renzi, produced in association with Billingsgate Records by Jordan Renzi and Andrew Staker at Big Red Studios in Wellfleet. The Creative Exchange Podcast is brought to you by the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod, Provincetown Community Television, and the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth.
1: In the desert, to the oasis, this time...